Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over there and start using it now. Earners, what's up? Look, I wanna give y'all a little peek behind the curtain of producing Earn Your Leisure. It's a lot more than just sitting down and chatting. It involves meticulous planning, recording, editing, and then promoting each episode to ensure it reaches all of you. And if you picked up any of our merch, then you know there's a whole extra layer of logistics from inventory management to shipping. Running a podcast is like running a small business. And speaking of business, I know many of you entrepreneurs are involved in e-commerce. You understand how crucial it is to streamline operations and cut costs wherever possible. That's why I want to talk to you about ShipStation, the multi-carrier shipping solution that integrates seamlessly with all your online sales channels. It's all about optimizing your shipping, connecting with expert partners, and freeing up more of your time to focus on scaling your business. Now let's talk about our experience with ShipStation. This tool has been a game changer for us, especially with automating routine tasks. Being able to manage everything from one dashboard and print shipping labels with just a click absolute lifesavers. Plus, the discounts we get on shipping costs are incredible. Honestly, it feels like we're saving thousands. And as our show and merch sales have grown, ShipStation's robust automation and reporting features have helped us keep up without missing a beat. For those of you who get overwhelmed by order volumes, ShipStation's easy-to-use dashboard is a dream come true. You can import orders from any sales channel, apply shipping preferences automatically, and handle customer service issues right there. Not to mention the savings with up to 89% off carrier rates like UPS, DHL Express, and USPS. It's no wonder over 130,000 companies stick with ShipStation long-term. So, are you ready to turn your shipping challenges into growth opportunities? Head over to ShipStation.com and use promo code EARN for a free 60-day trial. Again, that's ShipStation.com, promo code EARN. Start streamlining your shipping and scaling your business today. All right, guys. Welcome back. EYL, Hometown Heroes edition. Definitely a hometown. Hometown Heroes edition. 914. That's a fact. So if, you've been, if you're a loyal listener to us, 
<laughs> if you're a lawyer, by marriage, by association. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you're a loyal listener to to the uh, Earn Your Leisure platform, you know that we hip hop heads. We really grew up um, listening to rap, and it really um, influenced us a lot, a lot. A lot, probably more than anything <laughs> more else. More than anything, for sure. So, you know, coming from Westchester, 914, of course, Woo. of course, one of our major influences is none other than the locks. That's like we grew up on Yo, the locks. That's thank a fact. You, thank you, thank Yo, you. Yo, mid-90s kids, that's all we had. Yeah. That's Love. all we had. I ne- I'll never forget the first time I heard you'll see. I was like, Yo, they're from where we're from? <laughs> Yo. Right. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't too many. I mean, you always had Pete Rocks, Yo, Smooth. Shout out to them. You had Heavy D. Yeah, Brand Newbie. Brand Brand Newbie. Newbie, Newbie sure, but yeah. They're a little older than us. So, like, growing up, like, you guys, DMX, of course. Can't forget about the dog. But um, Not at all. It, was, it was a big deal. So, this is this is big for us. This is this is something that we're definitely looking forward to, the interview. Styles P, the ghost. Love none, is love. None other. And Adjua. Yes. Styles. Yes. I'm glad, I'm yes. glad I, I get very nervous when I pronounce names. That's a fact. <laughs> he always say Troy, pronounce it for me. Yeah, my name, okay. my name is Rashad it, Bilal. Always, people always call me Rashid. They oh, just yeah. butcher it. So well, I know I'm a how man. I'm Andrew R. Half the time. So. <laughs> I know how it feels. So first and foremost, um, we want to thank you guys for, for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you no for doubt. having love us. Love is love. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to talk about a variety of different things because um, you guys are entrepreneurs and this is an entrepreneur business platform. Um, but first, I want to start where it all started for you, Styles, in the music business. And I feel like, yeah, interesting when it comes to music because it's not too many artists that, what, like 25 years you've been in the game or something like that, probably? Yeah, just about. Like, so it, it's almost a very, three, very long time. It's almost three decades. So it's not too many artists that have actually transitioned for that long period of time. So yeah. you came in Bad Boy Records. Woo. Yeah, 96. I would Woo. say 1996 is. Yeah, my professional debut. Yeah, yeah. So how how has things changed? Because it's like, I feel like you came in young, and obviously you probably, like all artists, you don't really know the business, yeah. but you learned the business as you go. So, like, how has the, the, the music industry changed, in your opinion, from the 90s when we was having million-dollar videos and all <laughs> yeah. that to yeah. now, you know, it's all I mean, about... It's changed. it's changed tremendously because times have changed. I mean, um... It was, it's bound to change because everything about it has changed. How you lay music, how you can send it, how fast you can send it. You know, um, it wasn't Pro Tools 12 or whatever we on right now. Mm-hmm. Th- those, you know, it started with Rails and, and things of that nature. And then at times just kept advancing. So I think things have changed because, as you said, like when we were coming in the game, you guys loved us because you knew we were from 914. Mm-hmm. It meant something. So I think where you... You know, people were more touched by where people were from when they got their hit in music, and it was more like you're invested in the story now, as to where now, with the internet, you know, people know where they're from and love where they're from. But you know, New Yorkers may sound like a a South dude. You may hear a bunch of New York right. dudes who don't sound like they're from New York just because they have the reach and access to everywhere else in the world now. Like you know what I mean? So I think th- that alone. And just technology and how much money has been made and how big the industry changes it all. I think one th- one of the things that's commendable, and yeah, you've been in it for 25 years, but y'all been a group for that long. We don't yeah. we don't see that in hip hop. We don't see guys sticking together. I, I know one of, my, one of my favorite lines you ever said was like, every man's ahead of the group. Yeah. And y'all, y'all stuck by that. Um, but at a certain point, I, and I think you probably, maybe the forefront of it, you had an independent situation. 
yeah. and was preaching that. Is that because of business deals that you've had? Obviously, the bad boy era and the transition. I mean, just because you're in a group don't mean you all have to visualize and see everything the same way. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, we're a group, and, you know, we keep our what goes on in between the group, between the group, as far as business goes. Um, I like independence, and I like major. I just don't like working for people. I like working with people. I don't really have anything against the majors. It's just when you own a major as an <laughs> artist, you know, it's, 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 it gets difficult. You know what I mean? So I'd rather do business with you and work with you than work for you. I'm not a, I'm not good with working for people. You so, know what I mean? So when you go independent, your life is more in your, in your own hands and you, you're in more control. And you know, but with, with that, I've learned how to do business in the majors and mm-hmm. learn, all right, if I'm gonna go work with the majors, I'm gonna do a partnership and not just be an artist, like, you know what I mean? So I think it's a fine line between what makes you comfortable as a person. Well, when, when did that, cause I obviously like Steve Stout, everybody's talking about owning your masters now, that's like real popular. Yeah. When you guys was early on that, obviously the issue with, with Bad Boy, whatever, as far as, the, but I, at one point I, I guess you had to realize like, you didn't own your masters. It's important to own your masters. A, for like up and coming artists and creatives, how yeah. important, cause we hear about masters a lot, right? But yeah. like as an artist, how important is it actually to own your masters? And when did that actually trigger in your brain? Like, yo, we- I think, we when, I think when anything you do, that's like, you wanna own it if you put your time and your, and your effort and your work in, like, you know what I mean? Like if you started to start somewhere or you start anything that the, the object, the end object is for ownership, to have ownership of something, to have some kind of equity and power in the equity of whatever business you're involved in. So I think once you start getting to the numbers of how it's crunched down in music, you start understanding it's a small part of the scale. But then it's also a flip side to it because it really depends on what type of artist you are. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And what you want to do. Like, what are you in it for? What are you trying to do with it? So it's like, you know, I think it's a broad conversation when it comes to saying, all right, I want to own my masters. We've been around for a lot of years, so it makes sense for us to want to own our masters. It makes sense for everybody to want to own their masters, but a, a lot of people, you know, um, it takes a lot to learn the music game. Like, you know what I mean? And and as it goes, I think people still don't know what's going on. How'd you learn I, it? I don't, How'd you learn it? I'm learn still it learning. I, everything, everything in life with me is a constant learning process every day. Like, I don't, I will never, yeah, by default, default. I never know. Most of us. Most of us. Just knowing I don't know enough and I need to learn something new and and having a wife that always reminds me that, you know, you want to be around smarter people and people who know more or people who are more experienced, people you could gather something from. So I don't, I I can't break down to you in real terms how streams work Mm -hmm. right now. And I don't think most artists can. I don't think most of the people who own the streaming business can. Like, you know what I mean? So it's something we get adapted to and acting like we know a lot of things. Like, if you see how thick a record contract is, unless you're a lawyer, how would you ever know that record contract? So the best thing is now learning the power of renegotiating and being able to deal with different people and then being able to say, okay, I don't know. Like, I, I like to tell someone straight up when I don't know something. But I know someone who does know, and I'm not the person you should jerk. Because mm-hmm. I will double and triple check just to make sure because I don't know. But I think with any business you're in, you have to know you never know enough, and there's more you can learn. And I know that from being married and just like, all right. You, you, you was all right with that. But, Watch it. You know, he was all right with that, but Watch you got to move on. And that's, 
that's not just for work. That's kind of with with life in general. Like yeah. not to be funny, but like that was this morning. Like it was like, all right, you you go over certain things and you have to put it in play in your life, and that's pretty much how it works for me. Adra, I want to ask you a question. Yeah. Um, so we hear all the time you shouldn't mix business and family. Okay. Like you shouldn't work with your, especially your spouse. It's kind of yeah. difficult to like be with somebody all day. Um, it didn't work. No, Shai, Shai, okay. you you always gonna get us in trouble, man. No, this is a great question. This no, is a great. You know this is great. Just laugh on that. Because I'm married. He's okay. single. And I'm like, yo, no, it's okay, great, y'all. It. It's great. I get it. No, but this is good. This is good. But yeah, so I mean, I think that's important. Like. How does that work as far as the dynamic of you guys are business partners, but you're also life partners as well? Like, it, well, how does that work out? Well, it's taken some time to get an adjustment. <laughs> no, really, because initially you. you just go into it and then you realize, okay, we are actually spending a lot of time with each other. And then you do the certain things that happen. You realize we actually have the same outlook at the end of the day. So it's like, We'll go through certain things, but we know at the end of the day what our end goal is and what we want for each other and as a family. So, but it def definitely gets challenging, and we, for the most part, I would say, organize, and I ration the time. Yeah, and I plan it. You know what I mean? Like some days I'll say, like, you should handle this. Like we can't be around each yeah. other. Yeah, did, or I mean, just the energy yeah, sometimes yeah, is just not. <laughs> copacetic every day so it just becomes you know understanding that we'll still have to see each other at the end of the day so nice. how we can you know delegate during the day to have I, a better peaceful evening i feel like watching it from the sideline like right. from the outside looking in it's like yeah some people hire managers right and some people have wives well this is true, <laughs> you know, this is true because throughout you know even with his managers i have a good strong relationship with them yeah because we have to all work in you know with each other just to suit him. For the most wow. part, no, no, wow. no. But, I mean, wow. suit him, but Shot suit fire. us. Suit, suit him, but suit us so that, that must we have been can a conversation have a, this morning. a great, harmonious marriage because we need to have, everybody needs to be cohesive. And in order to do that, we have to be on the same page. So um, the, the relationships are very important and I have to be involved with them. And not so much just to be controlling, but just so that everything's organized and I get the full scope on how to plan things, you know? Yeah. SP, I'm thinking, doesn't this make life easier though, right? When when, when it, you got when you got your life partner, help managing the life. Yeah, and no. If it's the right partner. Yes and <laughs> <Right>. no. No, <laughs> even with the right hope. partners, See, yeah. yeah he's, he's even with the right partners, yes and no. It's because um, it depends what place and what space you are in in life. To be honest, true, with true, you. true. Because it it forces you to grow. Like, cause some days she says things to me that I really don't want to hear, and it's like, I would say constructive criticism but that you learn later to be thankful for mm. but some days i'm not the how i work and she works we work we have a lot of likenesses right and then we have a lot of differences so sometimes we're like this it's like dealing with a mirror mm. it's like so sometimes like we like she said it's like you know what you do this today i'll do this today or you do this i'll do this and then we'll 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 figure it out later because most of the time, she's more right than me, and I just don't like it. No, he doesn't. But again, it's just, I don't keep it a buck. Like sometimes, I like being right. Like you know what I mean. Like I like even if he's like, wrong, <laughs> he likes being right, wrong. But hey. So how did how did this come about? This is interesting, the juice ball, because um, so we in Yonkers, yeah. and um, shout out to Daniel, put this yeah. together. 
Greenberg Connection. Is that your name? I don't know if that's your name. <laughs> <laughs> we just found that out, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a fact. Depending on when you met him. But now he, made exactly. a, he, he made a good point because he was like, you know, he's personally witnessed the community change. Once the juice bar opened, like people come in here and it's part of their daily routine. Like he said, he actually saw the trans- transformation yeah. happen. And he, he brought up a point that, you know, Yonkers, well, South Yonkers, where we are right now, is a food desert. I used to live in Baltimore and I did a research study and that's the first time I actually learned about food deserts. Yeah. I never really realized that it was you just get used to it, but mm-hmm. um where it's strategically placed where there's not like real healthy sources for people to get food and then they have to spend more money on junk food and then they like buy like groceries and like gas stations and it's like all kinds of processed foods and all that. So how did this come about as far as okay, you're a rap artist and now you are opening a juice bar? Well, it was mul- it's, it's a, this is a multiple answer in one. One, my wife here, I, I was on the road a lot, so she was telling me to eat better and um, just live better. And when I get home, I always ate well, like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, but, like, I, I never knew what kale was until, like, I was like, <laughs> yeah. I know, I know, know, yeah. I know spinach and collard greens. I was like, what the hell is kale? So just from introducing foods to my life and then also my partner, and um, Nye, Nigel, he had a juice bar on 125th, um, Fruits of Life. So just listening to her, being, on, a, being on the road, yeah. like and trying to carry it outside. And then also looking for peace, too. I, I, was, I was getting in a lot of trouble at the time on the street, so I was trying to look for a new hangout and look for some peace <laughs> at the same time. And then um, from going there, just, you know, it was probably me, my partner and I, and like my other partner Leo, and maybe five to six other customers at first. So I just started making it part of life. Like whoever wanted to meet me or see me wherever, I mean, like just meet me on two fifth at the juice bar, have a juice, eat, and then I lost I mean, weight. To be honest with changing. you, it got trendy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Lost trendy, weight, you know. Start changing, and I just started pushing it more. And then really was we at the we, we were living pretty well, and so as we started living better. And moving to better places and then just like also like I said, I didn't even know what organic was until she told me. Like mm. so I, I you know, I lived a certain way for a long time and still yeah. she, I was like organic. I that sounded so farming. And organic is just the right thing. It means naturally and it's right form, untampered yeah. with, but that sounded so foreign to me. So from just, you know, hearing my wife going to the juice bar and then noticing as, you know, making money, I was like, wow, we how do you live in other neighborhoods? And, you know, you think it's just the parks and the schools. But when you start getting to the supermarkets and walking down the aisles right. and start really paying attention, I started really just paying attention. We started paying attention. But the, was, the ultimate benefit for him was the benefits from it. Yeah. You know, so aside from all of that, like when you really start to see certain things heal and, you know, ailments heal and get better mm-hmm. and your body start to change and turn around and respond to your new diet, then it's more of an incentive to keep going. So yeah, that was you another- spread the word. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and you spread the word. In yeah. my mind, I was thinking like, cause like I said, we've watched you grow up. Like this, we've, we've watched it happen. So in my mind, I'm thinking like, what was the event? And now you're saying that your wife introduced it to you. So Ajwa, I'm wondering, have you always been on a no. healthy kick? Yes. So like uh-huh. you, you introduced it because this was already your lifestyle. Yes. yes, now the thing about me is I was raised in a Rasta household so that's idol that's you know um no what is it come on say no idol no. is vital no, idol is vital but the no fly that, that swims that. crawls walk that. farts flies <laughs> or fucks that 
So and I didn't want to say that. So that so that's the household I grew up in, okay. you know, and I just um kind of you know, continued it when I got older. So when I got married and I had kids and I wanted them to eat healthy, that's how I um, you know, cooked and so forth. And I think as we got older and developed as a couple and we were growing, we just tried to always do things better. Mm-hmm. You know, we're always trying to improve on something, especially if, you know, we, you know, get sick or the kids get sick yeah. or somebody responds to something negatively. We're always like, okay, well, we're not going to do that anymore. And let's just go do something else. So, um, you know, because he had some issues like uh, yeah. he was hyper. He was, he had, what's eczema? Mm-hmm. You had... Um, post-nasal drip. Post-nasal drip. Cyanitis. So when those things healed eczema, and... Bad and temper. Up, <laughs> it's, it's access weight. Stuck in the juice bar. It sounds like the side I effects to, of a commercial. Yeah, I, just, yeah. Like, yeah. I remember, I remember I used to right. sweat too when, often. When you lost a lot of weight, I remember uh, seeing that you lost a lot of weight. And then Kiss lost a lot of weight too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then Kiss grew hair. I didn't even know because the transformer in front of us. Yeah, that was L. I'm like, yo, he was just purposely bald. (laughs) 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 Like the juices is like magical. But uh, so whose idea was it for the strategic partners? That's another thing Daniel told me about. That was actually pretty dope. What he told me about that. Like I guess in each location you got like different partners. Well, I I, with in in the juice bar, I really wasn't meant to be in a juice bar. I was forced by my partners, Nye and Leo. Okay. Like in doing it, they was like, I told you I used to visit the juice bar. Then, you know, it was his family's business. He was doing something else. And then he, he closed down. And then he just called me and we kept kept in contact calling. He was like, nah, I'm opening another juice bar and you my partner. I was like, nah, I'm good. Because I was supposed to be a partner down there. He used to ask me. I was like, nah, I'm cool. Let me just, I didn't really, I didn't want to be invested in it because I wasn't, I didn't know enough. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I just really wanted it people to feel good how I was feeling. So he was like, nah, for what you do, you got to be part of it. You're in it. So I got, you I mean, know, the truth was people started life, coming was, because you know, of him. Yeah, like, so it was like a no-brainer for them. So it just worked. And then, so, so I, there was so something I, I promoted. I was like the cheerleader for So you got four, for juicing. Four, four locations now, right? Yeah. yeah, we have four locations and we have um, Pharmacy for Life, or online store, you know what I mean, where you can get natural products like black seed oil, oil of oregano, sour sap. Irish moors, B, C, D, E, vitamins, um, things for your stomach. Just, well, pharmacy is, you know, is, a, is a little different. Well, it's a lot it's different, a, but yeah. it's like the sister company. Yeah. And it's just an extension of what we do with the juice bar, but it's more like we heal from a, a cellular, cellular level with su- supplements like sea moss mm-hmm. and um, bladder rack and black seed. And so everything that we have and we use that are that target specific diseases they're you know they don't harm the rest of the body the, you're healing essentially the rest of the body mm-hmm. so whereas if you do use you know tra- traditional medicine you're always affecting another part of the body um most of the time by the medicine so we just try to heal from inside out that's dope that's yeah. dope. so i mean the four locations obviously you've planted them inside of black and brown communities very yes. intentionally to give yes. ho- yes. give al- healthy alternatives yes. and so i'm thinking one, is there an ex- more expansion coming? And two, if somebody, you know, from Yonkers is like, yo, I want to get invested in this, what's the type of startup course that it takes to do something like this? Well, what we say with the juice bar, what it is, this is what, this way it gets deep for this kind of business. We have a model here. Mm-hmm. Like, if you see, if you, you come, you see all our recipes are on the menu. We tell all our customers get their own juicer, get their own blender. So, um, we make, 
officers drink free. You know, a lot of city workers drink free. Firemen, ambulance, mm-hmm. depending on you know the time of the year, what's exactly going on. We do things for the community. So a lot of people, what a lot of things in the way we do it are kind of looked at as business. Maybe not the wisest for some people, but it's worked and got us four locations. Right. So because we have a motto in here, like I'm. Nobody is as, as important as the cause in a company. Nobody. Like, not everybody who works here is, is as important as everybody because it's a movement at the end of the day that's meant to reach households and families, that's meant to last longer than all of us, that's meant to go to the next generation, to the next generation. So it's no, it's more so of a movement where we just want people to feel and understand to juice up and get healthy. Even with pharmacy, we say, if you can't buy our products or don't want to buy our product, we have four juice bars. Everybody can't make it here. So yeah. we want people to see the menu yeah. and understand about juicing. So a person may not want to do business with us because our motto is we're going to make money. Right. But our job is to take care of our community first. And love is love. And yeah, that's we're why trying we to get people to have it as a lifestyle. Yeah. yeah, we want you to bring it home. You may you may walk into this bar. Shouldn't be healthy eating yeah. shouldn't be an option. And come you from know? Ohio. Like, you know should be I mean? affordable right, right. and accessible. So. Oklahoma. A whole nother state, a whole nother country is, and you may not be able to ever come back here. But when you're here, we want you to gather something, learn something to bring home to your family that'll benefit you, not because we're making money off of it, because we're benefiting, because you're benefiting. Mm. As a human being, just as a spirit, as someone alive, if your kid's good, his kid's good, and my kid may be in trouble, or his kid may be in trouble, if they're around your kid, they may do good. Well, and I think that's what it's yeah. about at the end of the day. And you can't unlearn the education, you know? Yeah, so once you take and learn the education, you can pay it forward, and it just becomes, you know, continuous, so. Yeah. Styles, let me ask you this. For an artist, was you ever intimidated with business? Because I feel like a lot of times people, you know, it's like you might not be fully educated on business or investing, stuff like that, and it's like you, you practice your craft and you become great at your craft, but it's, it's into, anything new is intimidating. Like, so were you ever like intimidated, not like scared, but were you ever like a little nervous or apprehensive about becoming a business man? <laughs> um, I'm so, I think eager, I, I, that kind of, that kind of skips me. I have a desire and when I see it, I just want to, I want to get to it. Um, I have a great wife that when something goes wrong, I get to speak to her. I get to speak to my homie. So intimidation, I would say I get nervous. I get nervous about things. I get um, I I I'm I'm a fidgety, panicky type of dude, anxiety, but not not anxiety. intimidated though. Okay. But I am fidgety. I am a worrier, but I'm also a um, I'm very optimistic. I always feel like I land on my feet, and if I didn't, I wasn't meant to. So I mm. try to you know I try to go with that in my mind because I, I'm not one to really get to. I'm from Yonkers, New York, and made it rapping. So. That took a certain mind state from hearing, you know, before, and I'm sure with, with my two partners as well, before you, before we made it, you can't imagine coming up as a youth and telling people you want to rhyme and being from here mm-hmm. and nobody ever making it. So all you hear is, nah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. You should do something else. Nah, you know how many, yeah. how many, if I were to listen to those thousands and thousands and thousands of no's and find something else to do or Make sure you, you know what I mean? I wouldn't be here today. Let me, let so I, I'm not really good with intimidation. I'm going to step you, to it. Let me ask you a hip-hop question. I always wondered this. Um, around that time, you, you guys came out and you was with, you was with um, Bad Boy. But then, like, right after that, X comes out. But then he's with Rough Rider. And then, from my understanding, you had a relationship with Rough Rider is actually 
works a deal out with, will help work a deal out with Bad Boy. So yeah, they were our manager. Why didn't you just go with Rough Riders to begin with and not Bad Boy? They didn't have what they had. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have what they had at the time. Yeah. They was our management. Like, you know what I mean? They was our management, got us to deal with Bad Boy. Um, Jimmy, Jimmy seeing what they was doing. Um, they was working hard. They got X to Leo. Like, you know what I mean? Then yeah. seeing what, knowing they was our managers and got us to um, Bad Boys. And then knowing they was working with X and got him a, a situation led to their situation at Interscope. So it wasn't, okay. in the beginning, it wasn't no just be, yeah. it wasn't a situation to be on. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? So um, I don't regret ever being, I think a lot of people think we regret being on Bad Boy. Things happen. I, I, I actually love that I was on Bad Boy. That was who would say they wouldn't well, be happy all, to be on the Yankees? So much you can learn from Puff. Chicago like, Bulls. There's a lot to learn from Puff. Like, that's, 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 a, that's a fair comparison. It was that, like that the was 96 like the Bulls. That was like the Chicago Bulls of oh rap, bro. So what, do you, what do you think? I mean, because, you know, it went left for a little Learning bit. the business. I think, I, think, I think a lot of people don't understand. We did something, and I think they'll understand this probably when we're dead and gone and really sit down and go, holy shit, that's what really happened. <laughs> we had a standard contract, bro. We had the standard music contract. Our contract was no different from... What's the standard? What is that? What every other artist had coming into the game. We didn't have a, a, a screwed up, more screwed up contract than regular. every other artist that was out at the time. We just had the balls and understand it was stupid as fuck. Mm. And that every business, in any business you do, you always should have the power of renegotiation. That's something we understood. Like, okay, you sign a contract. You don't know the contract, but after you perform and you do a certain thing, you should be able to have a certain power of renegotiate. Mm -hmm. And I think we just had the balls enough to say that and understand and, and have confidence in ourselves enough to know that. And we was ignorant, too. And, well, me. <laughs> I can't say we. You know. Honesty. <laughs> ignorant and egotistical, dealing with emotions at the same time of not knowing something is right. You become, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a, like I say, I'm not intimidated. I'm a firm believer in what I believe in. So, you know, it was more so like, nah, this ain't right. I'd rather, I'd rather go, you know, but I'd rather not. I, I can't just live with not doing something yeah. that I know in my heart. I think that's the beauty of it. Not right. Like, you know what I mean? We, we, that's the beauty of it. Like, we got to watch y'all grow from that. Yeah. It was like, yo, we heard y'all on Hot 97 with that interview. Right. Yeah. And then we saw y'all reconcile. And now we see y'all working together still. It's like, yo, yeah. that's it. Like, most times we never get to see those two stages, right? Yeah. We always see is the flare up. We never see reconciliation. We never see like, yo, we yeah. in the same fight together, which I think is beautiful. So y'all had to go through that so yeah. that we could see it and now know like, yo, for sure, every man that had it a group, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, let's do this the right way. For sure. Yeah, it's, it's one of these things where, like you said, I mean, you know, a lack of knowledge, young, you don't really have, how could you really know? Yeah. You, learn as, you learn as you go. Right. But, but <laughs> I feel like artists now, it's been like 20 years, a lot of artists are still making the same mistake. It's a mm -hmm. different game, though. I can't say they're making the same mistake because of the amount of money involved and the way the system that's run. It's a whole different system. Like, you know you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. when you're in a... Well, it's not all the way, all the way different, but it's a whole new system. And these artists... You got to think, if you're coming from somewhere and you was poor or not, not well off or with no exact bright future, and then you see thousands of thousands of dollars a week or hundreds of thousands or now millions of a year. This kid, he, he, he may, he, one, he has emotional stress already, maybe ADHD 
or whatever. Even part of him, I've always met, mixed up my letters. I don't know if I said it right. <laughs> you got it right. You got it right. You got it right. right. He may have eighty. You know that. Um, he may come from an environment where his parents didn't teach him right. He may not have had elders in his family that taught him right. So how can you really, really expect him to do well? Like you know what I mean? You basing that off comparisons to societies where these kids have families, colleges things in place and systems in place for them to succeed. So when you give somebody who wasn't meant to succeed just a shitload of money and they happen to succeed where most people don't succeed, they're going to run into some trouble. So whether it's happened to millions of people, it'll, it'll continue to happen because that's been the music business, not just rap. That's been music business, Hollywood, sports, entertainment. If you look all around the board, that's happened to a lot of, a lot of people that were you know well off and come into a certain thing. It depends on who, who's around you, what you knew, what you learned. And, you know, if if you have a good foundation, if you don't have a good foundation, then it's a lot of ups and downs. So, so I got, I, I mean, I, I can ask both of you, really. Now, do you feel there's a shift? Do you, do, like, I see that people are coming in. I saw young people coming in here. Are people in, more interested now to talk to you about business? Or is it still like, hey, yo, can you listen to my, my song? Right? Are, are we still trying to go to the music? Or people are looking at y'all like, yo, they went the entrepreneurial route. Like, can you be our guidance? Can you be my mentor type situation? Well, I believe they definitely want to get healthy. They, that's all we do is talk about, well, for me, yeah, um, constant conversations about health mm -hmm. and understanding and trying to transition and wanting to just become healthier and understanding more of what we do and more of the products. So um, I don't even hear rap conversations anymore, really. It's like they always start with health, and they may kind of segue to something else, but they kind of always yeah. start with health for the most part because somebody's always having an issue, and yeah. they look to us as hood doctors, so <laughs> they always, you know, need some sort of answer or some sort of help, yeah. so, which is cool, That's you know? Yeah, so, yeah. you know, we don't mind, you know? Um, and again, it's each one teach one. So if you know the, if you have information and you can give insight, you know, to people and, you know, help them out, you should. I definitely you know? get much more health questions and health like no, it's crazy. Um, I always I always had a before actually doing this, I always had an order. You know, God, family, hip hop. Mm -hmm. God's part of the family, so right. I always said it's family. Then you know, then hip hop has been the most important to me. Health came filled hip hop slot Ooh. because there's no hip hop without the health. When you really get the mind state and you get the understanding of what's really needed and what we have to do. That's why I said what we do is bigger than us. It's mm -hmm. bigger than this brand because it's actually what the brand stands for and what we all play part in. You know, the, the gentleman you seen here before you came in, yeah. the shift before that, the, the people in the other store, what we all do at home, yeah. pharmacy for life because it's meant to go to the next place. So the health is bigger because I think the community is starting to grasp that we need to survive, especially with, you know, dealing with pandemics, pandemics, racism, diabetes, you know what I mean? <laughs> Systematic racism, you know, high blood pressure, diabetes, cancer, stomach problems, ailments. You know, I think it's a, it's a point in time where you have to say survival is key. We're about survival. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, a lot of people, I think health, I think hip hop respects survival. And, um, it hasn't been broadcasted enough before our guests are just in the light, which we're willing to do to say this healthy shit is not a trend. It's not no corny shit. It's survival. It's survival for you and yours. 
And people get that, especially poor people, especially people Absolutely. who like whether it's you know it's not highlighted and it's it's trendier now, like it's getting becoming trendy and a, and a trend, but it's not highlighted and championed. When like you know you you test it for yourself, do a post about some healthy shit, see how much reaction you get, and then do a health a post about some clown shit that means nothing, and see see the comparison. So when you understand that, then you really understand the fight. And we understand what we're here for. So we, we could get miserable and fold up and get frustrated and be like, you know, uh, understand. All right, this shit is the most important shit ever because you, you, you can love me for my music and my bars may have touched you and got you through some tough times. But the knowledge that Juices for Life and Pharmacy for Life, you know, you can get from us is priceless. 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 It's, and it could last for generations yeah. and right. generations and generations. And we didn't invent this. Like, this ain't, like we always say, Juices yeah. for Life and Pharmacy for Life. Because people, you know, this ain't nothing we invented. This yeah. is something we just championed. It's just, I mean, you've become, y'all really have become the messenger for it. And it's not like, it's not the avocado toast. Oh like get healthy, no. right. you know what I'm saying, right. and, and it's kind of similar. Avocado toast, alright though. No, 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 it's no, it's no, no. I love avocado toast. No, no, I'm not saying with the red onions, <laughs> it's it's right, right, Himalayan sea salt. I'm just, I'm just saying. You know what I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> well, it's the thing. We try to promote balance too. Like it's yeah. like it's it's like we don't want to come off corny and like too yeah. dictating. It's more like you know we smoke weed, we drink, you know. But again, it's about balance and understanding and. Um, yeah. Acidic diet and your body full of acidity is just not good. And it's, you know, a breeding ground for a disease. So uh, it's just more understanding, balance, and being happy, too. So you have to, if it's not making you happy, you probably yeah. won't continue to do it. But it will. It will for the most part. So you'll find some something in it that pleases you that will be more of an incentive. So yeah, it's you, just, you know. You hit it. You yeah. nailed it. Yeah, like, I was just saying, like, I was. She nailed it because people, <laughs> I think healthy people or people who look at health companies or health brands, like we, we consider ourselves a health family brand. Mm -hmm. You know, um, we're not judgmental though. We just say, hey, do something good for yourself. Like, we ain't here to judge Some anything that's going yeah. wrong or whatever you're doing in your life. We're just saying, hey, do something good for yourself because you deserve it. Not like, yo, you got to do this, you got to do that. To the community, yo, you got to do that. Now we're here for you. You want to take a ride? Right. You want to feel good about yourself? We got some information that that helped us feel good that may work for you. Mm -hmm. Like, now we're not forcing it down your throat and saying, hey, you got to right. do this. Are you going to do that? We understand what it's like. Everybody, you know, I'm, I'm a tree hugger, but I like fashionable shit. Like, you know what I mean? But, I like to have a great time. Yeah. And a lot of things, uh, too, you know, are embedded through tradition. tradition. So it takes a long time to kind of like, you know, reverse that. So you might not even understand that you're living a certain way because you just are used to, to it, yep. customs, you know, with your family. So um, once you even understand that alone, it's like, wait a minute, so I've been taking this much sugar in this amount of year or this month or for this, whatever it is. So food loops this long. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's like, exactly. It's like a lot of things that they say is exactly. like hereditary. Is it really hereditary or is it just no your, your diet is hereditary? Like your no diet. Way. Exactly. Yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah. Facts. So, exactly. But let me ask you this, because it's like, um, actually, me and Danny was talking off camera. We interviewed a young lady out of Atlanta who makes, she had a business where, you know, like thousands of pounds of food gets thrown away every day. And so she made a business of like feeding the homeless with the food that gets thrown away. So it's what's called a, um, a B Corp. So you get LLC, C Corp. Right. So a B Corp is a for-profit business for mm -hmm. good. So I think that that's beautiful because it's like we never apologize yeah. about making money. Right. The whole point of business no. is to make money, but you're doing it in a in a 
in a righteous manner. Right. But that's like a win-win yeah. for everybody, right? So as far as the business, I see a lot of opportunities as far as scaling. Like the online model, I'm glad that you guys are doing that. Because especially now during yeah. Corova, I feel like you don't have to have an online business to be successful. But if you don't have an online part of your business, I don't think it's going to be successful. No. No, I mean, <laughs> even, even if you got the all. best juice bar in the world, right. it's only a couple it, yeah. of mile radius that right. people are going to come. Exactly. So whose idea was it to go online? And what is your vision for scaling that, ramping that up? That was, that was that was her idea. Um, well, the vision is 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 still how should I say? You're still working we on still, the vision. Still, yeah, it's okay. still kind of vision board is not complete because honestly, yeah. we've only been up for about a year, and the response has been overwhelming. It's been amazing, yeah. so it's just like we kind of got sat on our ass a little bit and kind of had to figure out what we're going to do because we didn't yeah. expect it to be as big as it, it's it's got you know it's gotten, but. Um, I mean, as of now, we just introduced some new products. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, again, we try to just listen to our customer more and go according to the times, like the COVID and so forth, and just, you know, really just provide what's needed and fill in the gaps. So we're not trying to be super, you know, crazed and, and yeah. um, it's not, again, about all the money per se. It's more so about providing and making sure they understand. Because our community is funny because they really don't mind trying things, but they have to understand it. Yeah. They really want to understand it first. And which is there's no problem, you know, with understanding it and we can break it down. But, you know, that's where the selling point comes in. Cause once you believe it, they believe it. So it works. I think with the and I also like to hit your point, I think with the young entrepreneurs, you have to do what you believe in. Like the main like we a lot of people want to be entrepreneurs or business people. But if you're not doing something you don't believe in. Right. When you hit that rocky road, like, you know what I mean? When, when, when are you going to be prepared for it? Like, because if you don't love it, you may not want to continue to go on. Like, right. if you lose a chunk of money right. doing something and, like, you have to be prepared for the bad as well as the good. Like, so you may lose time. You may lose money. You may lose friends. You may lose excitement. You may lose something yeah. in your life. And are you prepared to do do that? So you have to make sure... It's something you love doing, like you know what I mean. Yeah, we, and just to add to that, um, the online business is also an offering because there's a lot of people that can't get to the juice bars, right? Exactly. And yeah. they're always like, "How get?" I mean, they literally take trips. We've had school trips that come out to the juice bar when you know school. That's dope. Is, yeah, like it's a big um, public, whatever yeah. that is. Yeah. So, with that being said, that the online business, you know. It, goes to everyone. It's international. Everyone can get it. Everyone can get at least one or two of our products. Um, sometimes we just send care packages out depending on people's issues. So, you know, we just want to make sure that it's available, like the health, the supplements, the understanding, the education is all available, you know, and accessible for our um, community. So is yeah. as part of the scaling, like you said, you have the online business, yes. but are you trying to License to some of the products and put them in stores. Definitely. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, well, that's a, oh, well, yeah, absolutely. And um, we're going to get a hub here, actually, to distribute some some products. Not, you Dis- know. Distribution center in Yonkers? Um, Maybe Yonkers. Definitely 914 yeah. somewhere. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Definitely not. Yeah. Definitely 914. Yeah. We will have a, you know, we'll be able to distribute, have people come in. Um, we, we I like, like, like you said, the, the the key to I guess what we try to do is live life, stay positive, inform our people, and kind of live how we want to live while we're doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, 
the 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 key to being an entrepreneur, like I said earlier, is knowing thyself. Like you know what I mean. And knowing your customer. Knowing your partner. Knowing your customer. So I, I, me and my wife, we discuss a lot, a lot of things as far as business and where we want to go. Pretty much <laughs> all, all the time. Like so, we, 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 you know, it's like saying, "All right, here we're doing this with Juices for Life," but where do we want to be? Sometimes. You have to, this is a weird thing to say, like, she's smarter than me in certain areas. I may be smarter than her in certain areas. Now we have to combine up, see who's smarter where, and whip up a plan and say, okay, how does this smartness work out for our personal life? Besides business, for our personal life, how is this going to work for what we want to do personally? Like, where we want to go and what we want to do. Luckily, we share a lot of likenesses, like I said, in a vision of the final the final end game yeah. is the same vision. Now, how to get there may not be the exact same way. So now you have to keep powwowing and keep powwowing and keep powwowing. <laughs> no, which is a beautiful thing. I'm not, I'm not, no. I'm not getting a no, positive. No, it is a positive because he said, no, people, what he's saying, knowing, are, knowing that he's weak is when he's really are, being strong. Yeah, like, yeah, that's, that's what, what I'm saying. saying. Yeah, trying to, <laughs> definitely, that's what I'm saying. trying to grow. So understanding, like, you know, um, I didn't really have that that idea of how powerful online was. Okay. Even being a musician, like you would think, I'm the mu- I'm the guy in music in the family. So here I have her every day telling me with music and with the juice bar. All right, you're not using this tool to get here, and I'm telling her I don't like this shit. I don't. Do this shit. That's cool. But you got to do this for that. So as I'm listening and learning, and then I'm watching and seeing certain things that she's showing me other things where, where it pans out in life. Yeah. And I go, okay, now I see what you're saying. Put the bag now on the table. I'm like, yeah, now right. I hop on board. There you go. Yeah, now I hop on board. I see what it is. So, you know, like we had this. Then from us having this, I think I think when you, in a family business, or I guess in a partner thing, you keep building and growing off of each other. So, you know, I mean, um, her sharpness and her wit, I was able to see it and apply what I knew right. in the game and say, okay, but, but if we do this, we combine that. But to be honest with you, I follow that. him yeah, a lot because his work that. ethic is crazy. Well, so it's boom, like boom, boom. you kind of, or if you're around him, you're going to step your game up, so period. You know, it's one of the reasons why I wrote the book. I wrote a book about, you know, our daughter that passed away. But the E3 hike, E3 hike, sure I'm sorry. It. But yeah, that's because, you know, he wrote a book and I was like, well, I want to write a book too. You know, so he inspired me. So we do positive, a lot of that. Positive peer pressure. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. No, it's real. Yeah. It's real. And um, success by association. You always say guilty by association. Yeah. But you can be successful by yeah, association. Yeah, that's a good Facts. One. Positive peer pressure. Yeah, like if facts. You nobody wants to be the dumbest kid in class. Right. No. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, like not if, at all. If you're in a room with all geniuses, you're going to try to be a genius. Yeah. The counter is that if you're in a room with everybody that's doing bad, you it's going to be difficult to do good. Right. Yeah. You feel uncomfortable. Facts. That's a thousand percent. And I think I think that's also a part of a reason for our success is we we don't give a shit about that uncomfortable feeling. Like you gonna we're gonna do what we feel is right. Like once I speak to her about it and we speak back and forth, like we both ain't gonna agree to nothing stupid. That ain't <laughs> that just ain't gonna happen. Like you know what I mean? Like unless it's real, some personal and passionate, but, but we're we, blind. Uh, we're blind. <laughs> We both ain't agree on nothing, are gonna agree on nothing stupid. Right. So from ping back, hanging back and forth, it's like you come up with better ideas. You come up with better shit and, and things 
pardon me for cursing so much, but better ideas and, you know, better thought patterns and just a better way to move. Like, you know what I mean? And just to keep pushing forward for your company and what you want to do. Like, you know what I mean? How do you feel about, so I watched a video on Instagram. I think it was like a Yonkers town hall, but it was talking about gentrification. You had spoke at the town hall meeting, I think. So you talk about gentrification and it's happening all over. And um, I guess, you know, it's happening here too. And like where we from, Greenberg, small town, but it's like 90% black. And um, I was driving through today and we saw a Tesla dealership. And the Tesla I dealership. Yeah. 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 I said, what's uh, Tesla moves? That's exactly what we said. We looked at each other. We said property taxes going they got, up. They got home values going up. How you, how you feel about that? Especially, like I said, here in yeah, Yonkers. I didn't since consider all of that. You, you spoke about that before. I feel it's, I feel it's a, it's a, it's a um, see, this is, this is so much of a long conversation to go in, so I'm going to try to put it in very short PowerPoints if I can. As a, as a human being, as just a man, I feel it's, I feel it's okay if you if the other men and women you're doing it with are looking at you in that way and want to come in and embrace your community and the things that happen in your community and respect what's going on and how it's built. And then it also if it's the people that's in the community are not the ones losing out and losing their property and now financially suffering. But that's how I feel as a man. But now how as I feel as a black or brown man, that shit doesn't happen like that. And it's good because I want to see better things in our neighborhoods. I want to see better stores because we need to have Whole Foods where we live because mm-hmm. our kids need to have a Whole Foods. So if their kids don't come in, then our kids don't get to get a Whole Foods. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and certain things. So it's cool in that note, but we need to make sure that we're eating. I think as long as we they make sure that we're getting solid jobs and then the opportunity to make money yeah. to move into these places, then 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 maybe it's cool. But... um. I worry about the placement. Yeah. I, I really worry about the placement. and um, But at the same time, I think the future we're, we're heading to or we're going to have to head to is going to have to be a world where people are going to really have to be honest and figure it out because I don't think the I don't think that's going to work with, with how the racial tension is keeps gathering and keeps gaining and keeps gaining. So it's going to either neutralize it or it's going to come to a boiling point that's not going to work for country and america is going to be looked at as an even more horrible place than it is now yeah, it's a crucial time right now Very crucial. you know what i mean especially with, with the pandemic happening and that's why education is so important and that's why we you know we take very seriously what we do because it's like we're going to provide right, education right. and give people opportunities so when you said distribution the first thing i thought was yo he's about to yeah. get jobs to his community right more importantly than anything right. like yo this job's coming that's what i mean that's what the beautiful thing about here is we hire people get to get jobs here and we get to get our, our community good even for the customers who you got to save a couple of dollars coming to get a juice mm-hmm. instead of spending it on that bull crap and not feeling good i think the, i think the key to it at all at the end of the day because it's hard to look at from a certain standpoint of gentrification and say what are we going to say that all the kids have black and half white one day like at some point in time this has to stop but it has to stop when we fairly treat it though until we get to fair say and everything is right, then, you know, we got to keep fighting and pushing forward. Especially, you got to buy black. You got to buy black, spend black. And that don't mean, but don't spend white. But buy black, spend money in right. your community. Spend with your people. Yeah. Support your people. Do what you have to do. And I, saw I think- you, I saw you posted that, um, yeah, Dr. Claude Anderson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Powernomics. I'm, I'm firm on it. I'm, 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 
I'm firm on that because people often, you know, like I said, this will be a long conversation. This goes since we since you headed there. <laughs> this goes back to you. You 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 say you, we pick a political party. We shouldn't even have to ask these questions about and worry about that issue if we have political parties that's supposed to be running the country. How is that even a question that me and you and or even somebody white or me and you together with white people have to have? What kind of country are we in? So why are we running out voting and supporting whether what whichever side it is to say we it's still the same thing. You still worried about gentrification. She's still worried about racism. Well, you still worried about systematic racism. I'm still worried about my kids going to school or somewhere. We all still worried about walking outside and just getting shot from getting pulled over. Mm-hmm. Like, how really important are we in this country to keep running out and supporting a system that's been set up for us to lose in the first place? I look at it like the, I look for me, the Constitution is damn near the engine of racism. Three fifths of a man. For, yeah, for me, the yeah. Constitution is the engine of racism. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, we get. We get into that conversation a lot, and they're like, "Yo, it's not working." And in my mind, I'm like, "No, nah, it's working exactly how it was designed." Right, right, <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. You know so you know, I think to a point where we where we start to say we, and I think we'll be able to delegate delegate with um gentrification, um, reparations, um, racism, systematic racism. When you really have could be able to have dialogue on a dialogue on a real scale without all of us. And all of them being blind. Because we have a lot of us that are blind. And I'm not saying for you to vote or if you don't see it my way, you're blind. That's not what I'm saying. If you choose to vote or whatever you choose to do, I respect it to each his own. But I feel like we're blind with understanding that hasn't shit been done for when when is something going to get done. And I don't think the way that they keep going about it is, is the way. I just personally... Don't see that. Like I don't. Yeah. I don't see that change. We, we, we have this anytime this, soon. We have this debate all the time, and a lot of people ask for equality. A lot of people ask for equity, but what we really should be fighting for is economic empowerment. Yeah, like and, now look what you said. They, the, there's power in what you said. A lot of people ask. A lot of people ask what we should be fighting for. Right. How are you gonna? You can't ask your oppressor for anything. Right. Why do you keep asking that's the, the, that's the? Why do you keep asking the oppressor for something? Right. Are you like, are you, you're oppressed for exactly. a reason. Yeah. He feels like you feel, feels a certain way about you. That's yeah. why you're oppressed. And you're going to turn it around and go, hey, where's the equality oppressor? Yeah. Are you serious? That's it. Like, wake up. You got to wake up. Yeah. So that's why I, I, that's why I think what you're doing here is, is vitally important. I think what we're doing and a lot of others are doing is vitally important because right. we've created our own. Right. Right. Like you've yeah. created this. We've created something. There's plenty of people oh, out yeah. there that's created it's a real It's a real way to feel empowered, too. Right. You know, to feel like you're taking some shit back from yourself, knowing that it's designed, the world and the place is designed to kind of screw you up. So when you kind of own your health and own your immune system and own your soul and your spirit, your mind, your body, soul, and spirit, you know what I mean, and, and get everything right and harmoniously working, that's you getting empowered and, you know, realizing that you can um, do something different just that, just with that alone, and then you can start to do all that other stuff. But you know, um, it's just a good way to just say, you know, uh, take my power back. Yeah, we, we suffer. You know, a, a lot of a lot of times we don't fully understand issues that's going on in our community, right? And we Definitely. just sweep them under the rug, right? Whether it's health, right? Whether it's mental illness, health, right. mental health, all that stuff, and it's like 
it doesn't go away if you don't talk about it. <laughs> right. No. You know what I'm saying? It just it comes right back up. Yeah, it doesn't really. Or right. if, if you if you self medicate, you, you take right. drugs, you drink, you might feel different in the moment, but it's only gonna make it worse because yeah. now you still got the same problem, but now you got all kinds of diseases that right. you cause yourself from, oh, from right. taking these medications. So I wanted to ask you, Adria, because you 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 um, wrote a book, mm-hmm. and obviously you know understand the tragedy that you guys suffered. But how was that as far as like writing a book? Um, how did that help you um, okay. as far as like, you know, being an author and actually putting words on paper? Okay, well, he's calling me an author. Um, I know an author is like you literally have You're written a book, author. but I don't know. I'm just still weird, weird with that title. <laughs> but anyway, because I felt compelled to write, you know, from my trauma, from my tragedy. So it wasn't like, you know, I wanting to be a writer you know I just felt like the need to expel and, and, and express um, and again probably save my mental my sanity to a degree you know because that was the only way to um, I guess purge it was cathartic because for me it was like I couldn't really explain to anyone how I felt and I didn't think anyone would really understand how I felt other than other parents that have lost um, ch- you know children but it's still hard to articulate so in the moment so you know just um in in through grieving and trying to process it i just was the best thing and i also thought it would help people as well you know just me being open and honest about my experience so yeah we are i just want to we i mean we're all parents yeah uh, so we applaud you for your courage and and vulnerability yeah Yeah, we all have trials and tribulations in life my my brother-in-law um Committed suicide, oh, so okay. you know, I understand how that right. feels, and you know, um, it's just it's it's something that, like I said, I mean, you know, I definitely applaud you for for speaking on that because it's Thank like you. it's it's a lot more people yeah. than you might realize, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like right. it's like one of those things where it's like you think nobody, and then it's like oh, a lot of people right. have yeah. a similar situation, and it's like I think people find comfort in knowing that they're yeah. not alone. And then, yeah. and then again, it was for a lot of things, to be honest with you, not just for myself, not just to help someone, but it was also for my family. Because when you come from a family that doesn't like discussing things and talking about certain things, when certain things happen, it kind of is indicative to the, uh, how should I say, the, the, the elephants in the room, yeah. you know, or right. things that we have seen and known about, but nobody kind of discusses. And not you know, to infer like there was like a lot of mental illness or, you know, my daughter had mental illness or whatever, but it's just um, more so I would say uh, similarities in situations that could have been, you know, we could have expressed and had more dialogue about. And that book actually forced dialogue because, you know, your family don't like talking about shit, mm-hmm. especially stuff like that because it's a reflection of the family, you know, or or or, or a possible, you know, or one side because she was... Um, she wasn't his biological child. So, you know, you have the other family that you're dealing with, too. So you got to take into consideration a lot of biological stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know. Pushing through, man. Yeah. And pushing through. And she was representing for our daughter at the same time. Yeah. I think um, especially with, with suicides and, um, like, we're, we're a spiritual family. So we wasn't going to, you know, let let other people's religious beliefs impact how we felt or carrying her memory right. or because I think a lot of that's where a lot of, of it becomes a stigma in our community due to what you hear religiously about it. 
and makes family feel a certain way. Right. I think I think um with us we like special with I've always had and we've always had our own relationship with God and we went off of that. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, and and from actually be, being able to do that and then we kept seeing signs and just getting other signs in life that show us what we was doing and how we felt was the right thing. So I think it's important to let people, especially in your community, with everything, I think just our whole living in general from is letting people know you're going to always have trials and tribulations, peaks and valleys. Um, as much as you want and need love, we're going to have to deal with pain as well. Mm-hmm. So know you're not alone in the whole journey. Like, you know what I mean? Like often, and, and what's crazy, we'll be, you know, we'll, we'll be in the houses. And this is where I've, I've, I've learned to pick up off of her strength and, 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 and just you understand, like, we'll be in the house and she would be sad. I would be sad. And then, you know, she would go, you know, what about the mothers and of people who lost their children who they never see again. Mm. Like you kids kidnapped and you just don't see them or you like we I mean, started thinking of silver other lining, people, you know, and the things they go situation. through and it keeps you like, oh, somebody, wow, like, you know, the what worst I mean? situation. Yeah. There's somebody right now who got an infant snatcher who won't like, you know what I mean? And like this. So you have to just keep in mind that we all go through pain and keep pushing and kind of represent for your loved ones. Yeah, I, I remember, you know, the first I mean, speaking of vulnerable, because it was like, Listen to you in the 90s, it was like, yo, that's your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. He's at the hardest bars. <laughs> and then the Gangsta Gentleman album, my favorite song was My, my Brother. brother. Yeah. And when I heard, I just, I couldn't stop listening to the song. I'm like, yo, wow. I, I see another side of him. Now. Yeah. Right? Like, you talking about, yo, right. I can smile because I know yeah. you're right next to a little. Yeah, I share the pain, man. You know I share the pain and joy. Well, I try to let people know about the pain mm-hmm. and share the joy. Well, you know? I, I feel like that's all great artists um, share their pain. What it yeah. is. Eminem with his mom, whether it's Nas with his issues that he's going through with his wife, things of that nature. I just feel yeah. like Tupac. I feel like in order to be a, a, a great artist, you have to be vulnerable. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We, I mean, we, we, yeah. we saw Beyonce's Lemonade, Jay's Four Four Four. Yeah. Exactly. It's, you know it's, it's, it's part of artistry. Yep. I Definitely. think. I think. Are you artist- calling me a great artist? <laughs> you, no, you're, so you're for the record. Artist. Yes, you are. <laughs> for the record. Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, 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 you are. Don't worry. Like people, people say like that we're journalists. I'm still struggling. Okay. With that. Right. Right. Yes, I don't oh, worry no, about. But you are. No, right, but she. Okay. You know what it is. She is a great artist because she made design cakes for years that people went crazy over. So before anyone was doing it. Yeah. Like you know what I mean. And, and art, sculpted art, beautiful art cakes. Art is subjective too, because it's yeah. like, I you don't necessarily have to be an artist to be an artist, right? Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying. You can exactly. like, I think LeBron James is an artist. Yes, yes. yes. How he can maneuver on the yes. court. Like, yes, you know yes. That's, yes. Art. that's art, definitely. Styles, one one um question before we wrap. Um, the marijuana industry, yeah. billion dollar industry. We got a chance to interview Al Harrington. Um, good guy. I want in. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I'm getting in. You ain't even gotta worry Al's, about that. Al's on his way. Yeah, Al's on his way. We get, we getting in. So, so how did how did you get involved in, in, in that? I'm just a pothead, bro. I know. Heard song, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I love pot, man. I told you, do what you love. They got you as a top five uh, <laughs> most requested songs when Wow High. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I, I mean, I'm a pothead. I love the feeling. Um, I, I really feel pot is a big part of healing too, and it's got a bad rap. For years, like you know what I mean, um, it, it has a stigma, and I, I believe that's because the government did that intentionally mm-hmm. with purpose behind it. But um, of course, of course, you know, um, as far as the marijuana industry, I'm definitely pro. Yeah, I'm gonna be in there doing. What we're gonna be in there as a family doing what we need to do. Um, is definitely part of the health industry. Um, 
something I'm a connoisseur and an expert in. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Outside, obviously, in a different state. Because New York. To... No, I'm away from New York. I'm going to do what I got to do. I'm going to be yeah, out, that... out of state, and I'm going to... I'm waiting for New York. That, it's coming that, here. That, that, was, that was part of the game he put us on. He was yeah. like, yo, it's so he's from Jersey, obviously. Yeah. And he was like, yo, to do it in New York is so crazy. Like, you gotta own a farm for twenty. There's so many yeah. regulations. I'm right. like, it's own like a farm for twenty years. Right. Well, even, I don't even, know anybody. That, that even that's the issue going back to the racial thing. And Al actually yeah. broke it down to us where it's like one percent of the marijuana industry is owned by black people. Yeah, that's it. That's 1%. it. So it's like that's it. you know, you got people, you got people in federal jail that's serving. 15, 20, 30 years for marijuana, and it's like now it's legal, but right. it's still not the black entrepreneurs right. are not able to benefit right. from it. So right. it's always an issue. That's so it. I mean, and, and then, and then, voting. That, yeah, damn, it took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> took the words right out of my mouth. I think it's going to come a time where, um, this is why I say it because I don't I think all they're going to have to have some kind of intelligent black leader meeting one day. And come up with a a black leader representative that's gonna deal with everybody else outside of the box that we've or group. I think it shouldn't even be one. Yeah, it can't be should, one. I think it should be a group of representatives that's representing black and brown people across the world. That's gonna that's gonna step up and rise because we keep falling into the same trap. You're gonna gonna run out. You think Biden's gonna change the marijuana yeah. laws for black people in all of the inner states or Trump? You know what? either one of them. Do you think that's possible? What happening do at all? Do you think either one of them is gonna make sure police are gonna pay if they kill a black citizen? Either one, either one. No, no. But that that's interesting. Here we go. But you know what? Shout out to Nineteen Keys. He said something on our podcast. He said black people have been spoiled with leadership, and it's actually hurt us because it's like there's always been a leader, whether it's Marcus Garvey, whether it's Malcolm X, whether it's Elijah Muhammad, whether it's it's, it's uh, Martin Luther King. And it's like you look at other communities, you really can't name a prominent Asian leader. Oh, wow. right. You don't have to right, because right, they, right. I, I hear you and I don't disagree with that, but they didn't have to because they didn't exactly have a systematic racism set up strictly for them. Who Asians did. Well, not, not as much as black people, no, I no would one say. Did. Not, with, no. not with this country. So that is the difference. Like, they, no one goes around, goes back to what Claude Anderson said. No one goes around shooting Asians or Jews. You understand what I'm saying? I think there's an intimidation factor about the black man, which we real that's where the real problem lies. It's a love-hate relationship between the black man and the white man that this country has never been really been able to sit down and accept and say in a common, common sense way that this is fucking stupid. <laughs> and this is really crazy. I, I give you common sense. This is just sheer common sense. Just we got we, we never look at huh? Nanny? Yeah, yeah, never look at logical things. If I'm lower than you. If I'm a human being, right, and I believe you're lower than me, I believe your skin color makes you less than me, you are inferior, I am superior to you, why the fuck would I put my baby in your hands? Would you ever do that? Would you ever in a million years put your child in someone that you feel is less human than you? Yes, because even in slavery, well, even in slavery you got to realize the black women was breastfeeding that, um, yeah, but again, would why you would do you that? Do I'm that? I wouldn't right. do that, but I'm saying if they're looking at it I'm like, saying if they did that, then how could you think I'm lower than you is what I'm saying. Well, You can't possibly think that. You, you can't really... There's no logic in that. Whatever you feel is too low for you, you want better for your kids. I kid. actually want to hear what he's going to say. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, you felt like certain level, certain jobs are, are beneath you or your kind, so you, 
you have somebody else that you feel is on that level do it. And you I want to touch. You want to let them touch me. You want to touch my child. I think you're less than me. But you can put your hands on my child. The most from a, sacred. From a logical thing. standpoint. No. From a logical standpoint. But are we talking about somebody that has logic? But racism right. has no logic. If you think right. about See it. See what I'm saying? Right. right. There's no logic in racism. Well, that's a good conversation. So that's why? Now I'm going to get to why is there no logic? Because it doesn't make sense. Because number one, I'm not looking at you as humane, right? I'm not even looking at you as a full person, right? I don't want to do that, so you're going to do that. In my or mind. maybe I but, know you're superior and I'm cool with having the advantage, right. so I don't want things to change. That Well, that, that goes on for generations, right? You can see that now, right? It's like, look, I'm going to keep you here and I'm going to, the mindset has been so bamboozled. It's like, yo, rather than me fearing you, you're fearing me, right? For all the things that you've done. But I want to go back to the part about the leaders, right? And we, same conversation was like, we can't just have one because it's too easy to attack one, right? Like if I know he's our leader, let's right. go get him. Yeah. Right. Let's assassinate him, right? right? But like when Styles is a leader, when Shadi's a leader, when 19 Keys is a leader, well, you can't attack them all. You see no. what I'm saying? That's why I think this time is so important because we're seeing right. it. Like this movement here that's starting and like, that's why I said like what, what's happening here is so important. You can't you can't burn this down because it's no. too many. Right. You see what I'm saying? And like that's what's happening. Yeah. And I feel like I think people can feel it. The powers that be, quote unquote, can feel it. So it's like, let me hold on to what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. You know well, I mean, mean it's true because the people will support the people will fight for us, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day. So yeah, it's more of like we we are pillars of the community, but by choice of the people. You know, this is where they want us. Right. You know? It's white supremacy's last stand. Everything has a run. I, I agree with like you. It's like Custer's last stand. You always put up the biggest fight mm-hmm. when you're yeah. at the end of your mm-hmm. run. Right, right, right. And I feel like this is white supremacy's last stand because it's not just America. You look at all over the world. Yeah. Right. And, um, you know. That's why we got to stop asking for these same systems that be in play. Like, mm-hmm. it has to be. Like, that's the one thing that drives me crazy, I think, more than anything. Like I say, I'm not judging what anyone else does. Think about everything that you deal with in your life, every device from your watch to your clothes to your car to papers to pens to typewriters. Now you could call your car on your phone, get driven in your car without you driving, but they never changed the Constitution. How? How is everything being reinvented with the paper that white gentlemen made when they didn't respect black people or women still controls this country? That's what it's based. What how this country is is based off of that piece of paper. It's fucking ludicrous. We will never be in a position where we need to be as long as we keep just keep accepting everything that we're handed. Even if we're gonna go with the Democratic Party, what are we gonna get out of this? We go back to the Republican Party, which was the original Black Party. What are we gonna get out of this? Are we gonna finally mean something? And I think that's where we're gonna get at the thing when we mean something. And I think everything will change. As for human beings, period. There you have it, ladies November 3rd. <laughs> this last, is a message one, from one David last question. <laughs> Do you really not write rhymes? Oh, my God. Well, no. no. I can no. tell you the truth. You no. write them. Nope. You write them. <laughs> there you go. No. Surprise. It really no. doesn't. No, no, it really no. doesn't. I, well, when I was young, I, I'm not writing rhymes is not out of, let me say, I want to be clear. It's not a, a braggadocious <laughs> thing right. for me. So I don't, you know. Um. I really can't write rhymes. 
to be honest. And your with brain, you. just it's just too quick moving too. It'd be too. I'll be keep writing and keep erasing. And as a young and I always had an offbeat, onbeat flow, so I couldn't look at the paper and remember how the rhyme goes. So for me, it's better to remember the map. I couldn't look at the paper and remember the melody. And I always got rhymes in my head, so it's better off just doing it, in doing it in my head. It's like an essay. I always looked at it as a child, as when you do an essay. But I'm just doing my own essay. It's like when you had to memorize the essay or a speech in school. I do the same exact thing, so you but look, you listen to the beat I'm just first. doing it for myself. Well, it depends how I'm feeling. Sometimes the beat is telling me what to say. Okay. Sometimes it's a lot of different things that happen. You know, sometimes I, it could just be the ancestors cheering on my name, sending me something. Like you know what I mean? I've seen it happen. Sometimes, sometimes it's me working hard in my mind. Um, I play a lot. Look, I'm gonna show you how serious I am. See this this game right here. Oh my God! See what level I'm on. <laughs> what is? Oh, where's the? You see that? You see the level? Yeah. See that? See that level? That's a lot of free time. It's a high level. It's a high level, bro. I never played the game, but I'm assuming it's a high level. Five five thousand three hundred and four boards. <laughs> yeah, I got thousand something <laughs> word stacks. So I play with words and keep, you know, I read. That's a fun fact. So, yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, I got to This is it. This is my hip hop question. All right. Now I'm not gonna say best group, but I'm gonna say best. Rhyming duo. We had this debate in the group chat. Yeah, we know we had a serious Ooh, a debate. Ser- it was like an hour debate. It was a serious debate. Obviously, duo. yeah. Now we well by the fact we though, said obviously we said you and Kiss. Well, oh, but they're not a, they're not a duo. And so that was the argument. Right, well, they're not they're a, not a duo. duo. De facto, de facto, de facto. Duo. Duo. I'm just saying duo on a song. Az and Nas came up. No, Ray, well, then I would have Ray to agree with Ghost you. You're up. doing that. Let me let me say my top five first. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Az and Nas, I named my son Nasir, so I'm partial. Az and Az and Nas. <laughs> Um, Ghostface and Raekwon, you and Kiss, of course. Um, then we threw in. I had Outkast in there. Outkast, can't Outcast forget about Outkast. And who? I had Outkast. Who was and Mob, Mob Deep. Mob Deep. Even yeah. though Mob I think Deep, I think yeah. Havoc was more of a producer than. Definitely. But Prodigy was so good. Definitely. It was so so good that it Definitely. was. Just kind of that left out Hov but that, so was, that, that, that was manufactured. That, that was, was manufactured. That so wasn't I, organic. They, no, I mean, they rhyme. <laughs> nah, well, I say it was organic because they've been in the studio making music together. That wasn't the chat, you can't, bro. You, you know, that's, um, I always say, then you forgot EPMD, the original forefather of it all. Eric Silver um, and Parrish Smith, okay. Yeah, Slick Rick and Dougie had a meeting in and out. We didn't go that far. Um, yeah, I left out M.O.P. Their chemistry is incredible when they go out and they're a duo. Oh, on, on that level well, though, on like duo. Ghost yeah. and Ray, on Ghost and Ray, and you and M O M O P, yeah, they they in syncness is incredible. Yeah, it is, it is. They in syncness is incredible. Shout it's out impeccable. I, I, shout out to M O P. I'm going y'all. I mean, maybe we're biased. I'm going, I'm going us too, but I'm going, <laughs> going M O P right after. Wait, was there M-O- A Z and Nas? Is, I like a lot of people together though. A Z and Nas is super dope together. Um, just somebody I'm missing is not coming in my head though. It's all good. Was there ever a time when you and Kiss was like, yo, we're we going to do an album? Cause yeah, we're going to give y'all an in and out. We'll give y'all an in and out EP one of these huh. probably next year. Probably next year. In and out, in and out EP. I They're definitely the best in and out situation. I never really heard anybody that compatible. I think we are the best in and out as far as. What's the best one? What's the best one, Jody? What's your favorite? Ever? Them too, yeah, kids and stuff. I mean, Band from TV, of course, that's classic. We gonna make it as classic. It's a lot, um, but Band from TV is my oh, personal yeah, favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause that was just, that was just amazing. Yeah. Everybody on the record. Yeah. Went stupid. Yeah. Nori. 
No, nah, no, nah, don't do that. No, 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 if we had to rate them, probably the worst. Not the worst. I don't even want to say the worst verse. I got the worst verse. But it's all good. I mean, it's, it's not. It's not personal. If you had to do a versus battle, who, right. who would you battle? Anybody. No, who would you want to battle? Me personally or the group? You mean? You personally. Well, they're trying to put him with um, Beans. Beanie Siegel. Ooh. One of the greatest rappers Ooh. of all time. Yeah, definitely. That's my. Oh. Glad you got. It. Glad you squashed that situation. That's my favorite. That was a. That's my that was a tough. That oh, was tough okay. for us because that's his favorite rapper of all time. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would say kiss one. I was saying kiss one regardless, just cause you gotta go with the whole team. You gotta go yeah. with the whole team. That was yo, that. that was a time because we were Rockefeller heads and obviously nine one four. And that was a crazy time. Nah, that was that was an interesting. But it was a moment though. I, I appreciate the moment. Oh, Give, who, y'all giving it to us. Who you say that they try to they try to team up with? Oh Beans. 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 Mm-hmm. As a group, I don't think that anybody can really I don't know if that's yeah, a really me either. I am me either. It's kinda weird. Yeah, I don't know if group. that you can no. measure up. Maybe dips dips that would be good. It's oh, fun. It's fun. That's not like good. There it goes. There it goes, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Love is love. <laughs> love is love. Nah, love is love. We want. We want. We want to thank you guys. Um, really appreciate. It. What would you like to tell the public? Um, any new ventures or how they? How to contact your website, the different juice locations. Pharmacies for okay. life. Okay, yeah, pharmacy for life. That's with an F. F A R M A C Y for life. And that's online. And we have the four juice bars. Juices for life and juicesforlife.com coming very soon. One you know, in the Bronx. We had a NY.com, but we got actual juicesforlife.com. So catch us. Tell yes. me your social media. Ajua Styles. Instagram. Yep. I don't use Twitter. Mrs. Ajua Styles on Twitter. I, he and it. I am Styles P on IG and Twitter. Um, most of all, if you're listening and you was paying attention, make sure you get a juicer, make sure you get a blender. Um, besides our juice bar, just anywhere you go, take pictures of the menus, go online, see recipes, incorporate fruits, veggies in your life. The season's about to change, not just our products, but make sure you get black seed oil, oil of oregano. Um, we don't sell this, but get andrographis if you can get, um, vitamin C, elderberry, elderberry syrup, um, zinc. Um, make sure you run, you sweat, yes. you sleep, you stretch, you pray, be thankful, be cool, and um, keep your health intact. Spread the word. Love is love. We love you. Styles fan. And yes. Ethereal Hike by me. Yep. And we love you. Peace. That's me. <laughs> you see, I didn't even look at my notes that I, that I took for this interview. I oh wow! I didn't, have to, I didn't have to prep for this interview. I, I even asked. Like I, I said, like, man, we 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 we, 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 grew, we grew up on it, man. So yeah, yeah. thank you guys for rocking with us. You're welcome. We young thank entrepreneurs, you follow your dreams. Do something you love. Study as much as you can, and hang around smarter people. Yes. That's good advice. Peace. 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 We'll see y'all next week. Y'all love is love. Peace. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.